Hello and welcome to this edition of The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm Damian Fowler. Following Meta's introduction of paid plans for Instagram and Facebook in Europe, along with TikTok testing ad-free subscriptions outside the US, we're diving into how marketers are responding to the news. The social media landscape was built on being free to all users, so this is a marked change from that foundation. Of course, Facebook and Instagram users can continue to use them for free if they agree to seeing ads. Meta wrote in a statement that the changes are coming to comply with evolving European regulations. So where will marketers go from here as social platforms develop these ad-free plans? Well, to break that down, we're bringing in our reporter, Zach Wang. Hey, Zach. Hey, Damien. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. What are your main takeaways from the story? There's definitely a few points at play here. The The main one, uh, as you mentioned, and as we've seen in, in the news as well, is uh, the regulatory pressures um, appear to be the, really the driving force behind this announcement, behind Meta's introduction of these ad-free plans. And uh, the company has said as such um, in the statement announcing announcing this move. Um, so that's that's a big part of this. Um, on the other side, you know, there, there's definitely a growing importance that the marketers are placing on on the likes of first party and retail data. We've got the sunsetting of cookies coming up, uh, you know, as a backdrop to all this, and and so marketers are thinking, you know, what's next, right? What's what's the future like? Speaking of future, you've also got uh, younger generations, you know, growing up and changing and, and their changing attitudes towards um, social media is, is something that we've also seen, um, you know, kind of all these factors are are reshaping the, the landscape, um, not just in Europe. Uh, it's really kind of a global thing, um, although obviously for Meta, this, this has, you know, been contained to Europe for now. Now, for your story, you spoke to several marketers. What do they make of this idea of ad-free plans on social media platforms? Is it stirring interest? Well, there's it's definitely interesting. Um, it, it would probably be too early to to say, um, you know, for them, uh, that, that's what they've said. It's, it's too early for them to say whether brands should start rethinking their their brand building strategies. Uh, with social being you know, one of the key channels um, for brand building, but you know, it's it's a tough time right now for for a lot of consumers out there. Um, so you know, the ad free plan it's it's still early days. Um, at the same time, you've got more channels that are catering to to brand building and that are really good canvases for marketers that that they're exploring more and more. Uh, whether that's streaming, audio, um, you know, more platforms really are emerging as as viable options to achieve the scale right that we've seen from from social but in a way that's kind of built for for you know the internet age as well i'm wondering if brands and agencies are already changing the channels they target to build brand awareness sort of touching on your last point well there's definitely some of that at play here you know brands are, are starting to diversify their budgets you know one of the one of the important data points was um, insider intelligence last year you know they they've kind of put out this this figure, very interesting figure that that for the first time in in I think it was nine or almost, you know close to ten years was the first time that 
you know, Meta and Alphabet didn't capture 50% of the digital ad spend. So that's, and then that, that's kind of a trend that the experts I spoke to, you know, they're, they're seeing that in, in their own dealings with clients. You've got CTV and retail media, two of the hottest, you know, topics in our industry this year. And they're really rising as, as really strong contenders for, for advertiser dollars, especially when you bring in, you know, the, the, the fact that they can, they can put advertising in front of um, authenticated audiences at scale, right? Um, in a way that probably wasn't, wasn't really there a few years ago. Yeah, that is interesting. What sense did you get from the people you spoke with about whether, you know, people would want to pay for yet another subscription? Well, you know, over here in, in London, in, in the UK, you know, cost of living crisis is, is definitely a real, um, you add to that, obviously, the kind of an ongoing fatigue around subscription. And, you know, these two factors obviously are really affecting people's spending power. So there's definitely a question of would people be willing to pay what really is the equivalent of essentially two, um, you know, entry-level Netflix subscriptions to access an ad-free social media experience? That's that's a big question. That's still unanswered for now, being that it's early days. But ultimately, you know, I kind of think back to a quote that Kevin Chan, the, the head of social practice at uh, Essence Mediacom, you know, that he said is, you know, smart media allocation should be led by where a brand's target consumers are. And so that's what, well, that's what matters at the end of the day, right? So whatever the consumers are, that is where the brands should be. Regulation appears to be a key part of this, as I mentioned at the beginning. Meta noted that its ad-free plan in Europe is coming as a response to regulation from the EU. But I'm wondering if there's any sense that it could move beyond Europe in Meta's case. Recent regulatory changes in Europe uh, have affected uh, big tech firms. And, and it's really kind of starting to look more and more different from its um, key North American counterpart, right? With, with usually uh, North America and Europe being two of the key markets for, for, for uh, big tech. So that um, could prompt uh, companies to take action and kind of seek uh, uniformity. Yeah, that's again, um, you know, Chan from from Essence Mediacom. That's what he kind of brought up as well. That it, it could be that the platforms would want uh, more global uniformity, uh, and really maybe even you know take what works in one region and proactively uh, kind of bring that to to the rest of the world. So this all comes at a time when streaming platforms like Netflix which was actually built on not having any ads, and now embracing ad-supported plans. So it's a kind of interesting convergence. I mean, what's your insight there? Well, the, the curious thing is that, uh, yeah, they, they are sort of moving in different directions. Again, in Meta's case, it appears that it was largely brought on by, obviously, regulatory pressures. Um, nonetheless, uh, it's, still, it's still effectively the opposite direction of, of Netflix and, and Disney and so on. For marketers, that is is um, we're kind of at, at an interesting, if you will, crossroads here, right? Uh, we've seen basically every major streaming platform essentially come out with ad-funded plans, um, and really this means more inventory on on CTV on streaming for for marketers. Uh, and at the same time, we don't yet know what what ad-free social media will look like, or even if it will take off, but. You know, at the end of the day, these these streaming platforms, you know, they're giving advertisers a way to reach 
customers where they are. And, and that's kind of what we mentioned earlier, right? It's all about reaching people where they are. And, and it, it appears to be working quite well for them, right? We've seen from recent results. And there's another aspect of this too that your story explores, and that's uh, retail media, which, you know, on the face of it doesn't seem to be related to social media. How does retail media fit into this whole conversation? Well, it goes back to um, to that brand building element, and and again to kind of providing an uh, an additional, if you will, avenue for for brands to again reach consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, retail data is really emerging as a as a really kind of a major component for a lot of marketers, uh, for a lot of top advertisers. You know, they're realizing, wow, you know, the, the the sales data and the retail data we have really puts us so close to to customers and to what they're buying, and and really helps to build you know, really insightful pictures that at the same time, you know, is, is really opening up a lot of uh, kind of more platforms, right, as, as viable alternatives and viable additions to social media to build brands on the internet. Now, an added contest is, again, what we kind of mentioned earlier, the, the you know, the current times, uh, a strong brand will help um, brands uh, through inflationary times. So that's that's becoming increasingly important. One one thing that I was told uh, by um, Ashley Royalty, the GM at Media Agency at Three, was that you know from her from her experience and from her work, she 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 does you know envision kind of retail media really increasing popularity. Uh, again, she mentioned the just the, the vast amount of data you know that that can that can be a, kind of a backbone for targeting. Um, and when you combine that with the reach and, and popularity of CTV, it it really looks like you know we've got something big. And as we wrap all this up, what sense do you get about the future of social and how brands could strategize on there? Well, as much as um the the experts I spoke to, as much as they were clear that that there is diversification going on, that the brands are considering more channels. They were also clear that social is here to stay, right? It's not going anywhere. I mean, for one, TikTok is is an obvious example that social is alive and, and kicking, right? And so, yeah, as we've seen the results from ByteDance come out this week, they're, they're really approaching meta in, in terms of quarterly revenue. So that's, that, I mean, that's some significant numbers there. And of course, Meta itself, you know, reg- recently registered a strong kind of rebound in ad revenue. So obviously social is is here. But at the same time, you know, brands should, should increasingly start to think about kind of other channels, as we mentioned, CTV, retail media. And, and while they are on social, they're also increasingly in other places. Well, thanks, Zach, for your great insights there from London. Yeah, thanks for having me. Next, here's our weekly roundup of what's making news across the internet. We're sticking with social media for this one as Amazon and Snap are partnering to let Snapchat users in the US buy products directly from the app. This move pushes Snap into the world of e-commerce, which is getting bigger in the social landscape. TikTok launched its own e-commerce store in the US back in September. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all these stories and more, check out thecurrent.com. And of course, please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And if you want to hear more from The Current, listen to The Current Podcast, where we interview some of marketing's biggest names about their personal journeys and where the industry's going next. We'll see you next week. <laughs>